If you're offended by crude humour, foul language or dodgy decision making, Rolf is Stupid might not be for you. Welcome back to Roll for Stupid, a not-so-serious D&D podcast where five childhood friends go on an adventure into the Feywild to find their lost things and solve the mystery disappearance of Zabilna. I'm Chris, your DM. And before the rest of you introduce yourself, I want you to give us a fun fact about your character. Who's first? All right, uh, I'm Tim. I'm playing Schwangberry. Uh, a fun fact about him uh, is, if you've listened to that episode, you know he's got a glorious moustache. Why he has that? is because a girl once told him that he has a weak chin and he that keeps him up every night. And so he's grown the mustache to distract. That's good. Hi, I'm Dean. I'm playing Felix Fortuna. Uh, continuing with the mustache fun facts. Uh, fun fact about Felix. He once competed in a mustache growing competition against a troll and lost because his mustache caught fire in a camping incident. Mm, mustache. <laughs> Is it a pubic mustache? Felix, he's pansexual and he does not care gender or race. Nice. My name's Lewis and I'm playing the part of Edrilin. And fun fact about Edrilin is he comes from a long line of yo-yo makers and one of his descendants was the inventor of the yo-yo. Hello, I am Bren. I play Stunzi, and a fun fact about Stunzi is that when he eats too many mushrooms, he sees a shadow figure that terrifies him. Oh, um, just don't mind me. I'm just going to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. I feel that you took that one from real life, Bren. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've been scared in my time. And I have a strong chin. In real life? Yes. You've got a beard all the time, mate. Can't tell. Yeah. I haven't seen you as chin for years. I've got a beard, and last time I shaved it, my students did not approve. Because you're meant to be teaching them, not shaving. Well, yeah, (laughs) I mean, what's that? (laughs) I think the kids are the ones disapproved the most. All right, kids, now you're going to learn how to shave my beard. <laughs> I thought you were shaving the students. You said you're supposed to be teaching them, not shaving them. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like Mac is here. Yeah, uh, which he is not, nah. everyone. He's, uh, he's out in the US of A having a good time with his family, I would assume. Well, he's with them anyway. Yeah. He's, he's having there. a good time, not his family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Are you guys ready for a recap? Yes. Bring it on. All right. So in the previous episode, you all ventured into the whimsical Witchlight Carnival and made your way towards the Lost and Found booth where you encountered Derla, a friendly displacer beast who informed you that your missing items were not present. Derla also revealed that she had lost something dear to her heart, her cub named Star, who had gone missing as well. Adding to the intrigue, she mentioned that the carnival's owners, Mr. Witch and Mr. Light, were behaving strangely. After there, you continued your exploration. You proceeded to the Dragonfly Ride, 
not the dragon ride, where Stunzi and Schwangberry managed to save a blue bearded dwarf from falling off his dragonfly. During the incident, you also noticed a little Kenku fleeing from the scene, leading you to suspect their possible involvement in the mishap. Motivated by curiosity, you collectively decide to make your way towards the staff area, albeit after indulging in a few carnival games. Notably, Felix and Jester found themselves embarrassingly embarrassed in an arm wrestling contest against the scrawny goblin. And so we find the group now standing in front of the staff area, which is protected by a 20-foot wall of thorns. Does that ring a bell for you, fellas? Didn't I win something else, just to clarify? Oh, yeah, you won stuff, but that doesn't make for good oh, Okay, reason. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. We all remember the embarrassment. <laughs> yeah, the embarrassing the embarrass- fun part. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, how quick does my wine bottle reform? Uh, I would say it takes about a minute, depending how well you smash it, between 30 seconds and a minute. Awesome. Yeah. So we're standing near the staff entrance, are we? Yeah, I'll read you the little spiel again. Cool. A tangled 20-foot high wall of thorns surrounds a cluster of eight brightly painted tents and wagons lit by lanterns. You can barely see the tops from over the hedge, but one of them is more of a glass-enclosed water tank and another is far larger and more intricate than the others. A small wooden sign has been erected in the ground stating staff area, authorised personnel only and a large bugbear with a jack-o'-lantern helmet on his head patrols the outside of the hedge wall. Uh, are we seeing people coming and going? I think uh, last episode you saw one person enter the oh. staff area. So what you would have seen was the hedges part way and make a little entrance way for them to walk in and then they close not long after. As we're watching people leave and enter, I pull the group together and I go, Felix sort of looks at everyone and goes, uh, so- Don't touch me. Uh, apologies, apologies. Uh, so, so what I'm thinking, right, is I, I'm obviously thanks to the RFA, trickery, all that. I can actually t- turn myself into one of the staff member, and I should be able to gain access to the staff area. And I can use my mask of many faces, which will allow me to cast disguise self at will. Which is, you make yourself, including your clothing, armor, weapons, and other belongings on your person look different until the spell ends or until you use your action to dismiss it and it lasts for one hour so i sort of felix will sort of suggest to the guys i don't think we're going to get in with this bugbear patrolling but maybe when someone leaves i can walk around the corner cast disguise self on myself appear like the member who left and then just walk in assuming when we saw the person working that the bugbear didn't stop them or question them or anything and just let them through and check their ID or none nonsense. Yeah. You're so I'm gonna cast wait. I'm gonna cast level twelve infiltrate staff area and we're just gonna walk in. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't I, I think of had that? <laughs> All I've got is a wax candle that roars like a bonfire. But you know, maybe <gasps> we could use that as a distraction. Now does that roar like a bonfire as in give off heat as well, or is it just uh, as noisy as one? DM's gonna have to roll on that, I have no idea. Uh, it actually goes. <laughs> I'm a bonfire. Yeah, yeah I, I, I figured it just sounds like a bonfire, but it looks like a candle. But I'm not sure. So I'm, I'm literally <laughs> going to wait for a staff member to come out. Um, that looks is it close to my height, close to my build, um, and wait for them till they walk away. Cool. Um, roll a d20 for me. Yeah, many ugly little dudes come out. <laughs> yeah. Nine. Um, nine of them. How long? How long are you willing to wait for? I'm I'm happy for the guys to go do other things. I'm curious about the staff area. Um, 
I obviously when I was younger, like obviously pretty, I'm I'm a very curious fellow and I want to see what's... Is there any reason we came to the Star Ferry? Does anyone remember? Uh, Derlo mentioned something about Mr. Witch and Light being um, acting a little bit strange, but that's that's really the only indication that you had. Yeah, so I'd probably want to get into the, the Star Ferry to sort of see why they're acting strange or if there's anything. So I just really want to get in there for five minutes, but I'm willing to wait for about 20, 25 minutes just to see if someone comes out. Cool. Um, I will say you've probably got about an hour before the big top extravaganza. Then I'll walk five minutes around corner and find someone who's working a stall. And just copy what they look like? Just copy what they look like as I get close to, so just before I get back to the staff area, out of sight from the bugbear. Okay. Yeah, yeah sure. Nice. So uh, we'll just say it takes you about 10 minutes to walk over to the stalls, find someone roughly your height and build, and then you... Disguise yourself as them. Yep. All right. Uh, roll me a luck check. You rolled a four. Um, you got the 20 foot high uh, wall of thorns in front of you with some boulders and to the right of you is Burley. But because uh, Felix rolled so low, he can see you guys and is walking in your direction. Although Felix is uh, disguised as a witch-like hand. Felix turns to the three as if he's going to like, he sort of gives them a wink. And goes, uh, I've got this, I've got this. He looks, he goes, ah, yes, if you keep heading that way, you'll find the snail races down there. But I'm currently just about to have my break. Oh, thank you, little man. I don't realise that it's Felix, so I hand him a <laughs> job, job application and I want to get into the staff area that way. Nice. Here's, here's my job application. Can you pass it on to Mr. Witch? Felix takes it and goes, yes, yes, of course. I'll, I'll take this and I'll hand you. Have you entered your details correctly on here? Yes. Your previous employment history, it says on here, pole dancer. That would have made That's a good fun correct. fact. <laughs> um, as you guys are discussing Edgelin's pole dancing, a uh, bugbear wearing dungarees, fairy wings, and a helmet made of a jack-o'-lantern approaches you and says, hello, Dave, how's it going? You got some friends? Oh, they're just, you know, people coming to visit the wonderful carnival and that, and they were looking for the snail racers, so I was just pointing them on their way. You, you sound a bit weird, Dave. Yes, yeah, I got a, got a cold. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's going around, isn't it, that time of the year, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's that time of the year. I heard it's called COVID-23. Oh, blimey. Wouldn't want that, eh? Heard it's bad. Uh, uh, anyway, mate, I'm, I'm going to head in now. If you can help these guys out, and I turn around to walk in. Yeah, yeah, right, rightio, rightio. All right, boys. And um, he walks over to the rest of the group, and you see that the wall of thorns parts ways for you, allowing you to enter, leaving the leaving a doorway open for roughly eight to ten seconds before it closes. And I walk in. <laughs> cool. Um, you walk in, and we'll uh, we'll resolve what the other fellas are doing first. Yeah. Um, wow, I think we get out of here. Yeah, now we're really rid of that guy. Felix. <laughs> yeah, so I get following us around. How was he anyway? Oh, okay. So he's inside now. Do you want to go play carnival games? <laughs> yeah, let's get out of here. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I heard you boys were after the uh, snail race. Oh, that's what we meant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you just um, head down yonder past the Hall of Illusions and uh, you'll find snail racing right down there. It's, it's a bloody good time. I do enjoy it. Nice. Do you have any uh, hot tips for us to try and help our luck along? We'll help your luck along. Um, my favourite snail is uh, Shelly Moo. She's my favourite. Jump on her, the pink one. She's pretty good. Well, thanks, Governor. Yeah, cheers. 
All right, well, uh, lovely day. Don't be loitering around here too long. Uh, it's a restricted area, as you can see. Ah, oh, yeah, no, we're just trying to get rid of that weirdo. With uh, you, what was it, Dave? Was it? Yeah, yeah Dave. Sister. Don't Ew. tell anyone, but my um, me brother, <laughs> me brother Hurley, he banged his missus. <laughs> <laughs> Dave oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, pretty fun. He's he's a hoot, old Hurley. All right, well, jog on, fellas. And I start moving towards the snail races. Sweet, we will split the party. Races. And that's one on one for DD. Oh, Always split the party. I did uh, want to do the snail races, but I curiosity got the better of me with the staff area. As you guys are heading towards uh, the other small stall stand, uh, Edrilyn, you feel your bum bag suddenly start to shift and move on its own. Oh no, that ruins oh, my bum bag. What's the in the bum bag? bag. Open it. It's us. It's yeah, action and squirming. <gasps> Felix really wanted to see what was in this, so I think yeah. that's the perfect time oh, to no, open it. Don't, oh, <laughs> Do, uh, I glass the bum bag. Glass it? Yeah, with my, uh, <laughs> with my bottle that reforms. Oh, no. You glass the bum bag, and um, the wriggling stops for a second and then gets more frantic as the bag unzips. Um, you see a small horn... Uh, catches your attention, followed by the emergence of a brown and white striped floppy-eared almirage. With a grumpy expression on its face and a quick hop, it jumps out of the bag and scanned its surroundings. I point directly at Schwang Bear and say, he did it. <laughs> I hide the shards behind my back. <laughs> Recognition crosses over the little almirage's face as it locks eyes with Schwangberry. Schwangberry's guilty face. Um, oh, no. <laughs> it hops over towards you, Schwangberry, and leans against you, eagerly seeking a pat. I cuddle it. You cuddle it? Absolutely. All right. While you were cuddling it, while this is all happening, uh, Jester is bloody captivated by what's going on, Um, and he walks up to the bum bag and approaches it. Intrigued, he looks inside the bum bag and finds it captivating enough that he climbs right in and it zips right back up. Best (laughs) trade ever. (laughs) Wait, am I still holding this bag? You, uh, You still have that attached, whether on your hip or your front or your bum. How are you wearing it? Uh, front. Got to be front. So Jester has now jumped into this bum bag um, magically. Oh, it, it makes no sense how a medium humanoid can fit into a bum bag or a little almirage for that matter. Does it make sense how an aracocra can hold the bag still? <laughs> uh, it's D&D. Everything makes sense. Okay, so like it, it feels light still. I'm, I'm picturing Eledrin wearing it like an Eshe does, like oh, diagonally yeah. across them. Has to be. <clears throat> I don't um, question just Jester going into the bag at all. I'm happy with the <laughs> horny rabbit. So you're you're holding the horny rabbit in your words? Yeah, absolutely. I want uh, to be my friend. Excellent. It's um it's enjoying the cuddles and the pat, and then suddenly it uh, stops what it's doing. Its eyes glaze over, and you watch as it looks you in the eye, Schwangberry. Mm-hmm. And you watch as its mouth stretches open unnaturally wide, like a Janet from The Good Place, if, you've, if you're familiar with that. Yeah. And a familiar voice emits from the creature. Uh, surprise, uh, I told you it was not a bomb. This is Gumball, my familiar and friend, who has accompanied me on many adventures. And much mm. like sending stones, we can keep in touch once every 24 hours with short message. Uh, please look after him and he will look after you. Madrick out. Oh, man, that rabbit sound like that dude we met. Yeah, that weird Russian guy. Hmm. He's, uh, yeah, the little rabbit's eyes 
come back into focus and his mouth shuts back up as he continues getting pats on his tummy or noggin. Excellent. Yeah, same time. Two hands. You got two Uh, hands. What are you going to use them for? There's three of us. (laughs) (laughs) So wait, did that message say we can each send one or one message can be sent? Yeah, you can each send one. Cool. Um, And just metagaming. Uh, this is a bum bag of character holding. It can accommodate two medium-sized humanoids who are willing to enter the bag because I know if I mm. let you put as many people as you want, you will fuck me over. Yeah, it's, it's not exactly a bag of holding. Then. Uh, look, we'll, we'll, we'll say it's a bag of holding as well. It can hold shit and it can hold characters. What happens if more than two get in there? Something pops out. Two of them become one. That's what she said. <laughs> Spice Girls reference. Sweet. Um, <laughs> An accidental <laughs> one. Sure. Yeah, so uh, are you heading over to the minigame still? Oh, absolutely. Cool. Um, I, uh, I'm a little bit upset that my plan was ruined, but basically we'd already lost Felix. I was going to try and lose you two and then open the bag and savor it while you weren't watching. <laughs> uh, you should have seen empty. That, that would have been awesome. <laughs> That's okay because there wasn't anything valuable in it anyway. Although I'm very yeah. glad you didn't like fly up and open the bag because Damraj might have died. <laughs> yeah. Taking full damage. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's better to have the Almirage, you know, visible to everybody. So that's good. I feel bad for glassing yeah. it. <laughs> I don't. Probably should. I think that's hilarious. You should, yeah. <laughs> it's animal cruelty. Cool. Um, all right, so you head over to the next set of carnival games. Almirage Ringtoss, Catch the Dragon by the Tail, Gnome Poetry, Goblin Wrestling, Guess the Number of fe- Feathers, and Outstead of Cyclops. You've done most of those, but you can do them again if you want. Oh, I mean, I'm holding an Almirage. I've got to do Almirage Ringtoss. <laughs> this Almirage is no Mirage. Adorn its horn with rings to win a prize. Um, the Almirage teleports around the tabletop, making it harder to score. All right, uh, whoever wants to play this, everyone can play it. Yeah, Stunzy will be down for a round. Anyone else want to play? It's a Dex Charity, Dex Charity game. Uh, yeah, I want to play. I'm just trying to figure out if I can use our current Elmirage to cheat. <laughs> I'm just pondering about that, whether I can uh, have a chat to it and split the wings with it if it runs around and we put the rings on it. <laughs> okay. Yep, all right, I'm going to play. Edrilin? Yeah, sure. I'll play. Sweet. Um, Dunsey said he'll go first. So, Stunzi, you go first. Give me oh, a dexterity okay. check. Dexterity check. Uh, you roll a 12. 12. You throw your first hoop and a little Almirage flashes out of the way. It looks like it's good, but he flashes out of the way and that's a miss. You get two more tries. We'll go one at a time to make it a bit more intense and, you know, get some rivalry going. Uh, Schwangberg, yeah, give nice. me a dexterity check. Oh, that can't cheat. Okay. <laughs> all right, we'll do Edrilin first. <laughs> no, 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 you're all right. You're all right. I'll do a dex check. Hey, yeah, I got a 13. Uh, yours also looks like it's going to strike true, but uh, at the last second, a little Almirage blinks out of the way. <sighs> so you are both on zero. Uh, Edrilin, give me a dex check. 18. 18. You throw your ring and it looks like it's going to miss, but a little Almirage, you've caught sense of how they act and a little Almirage blinks into existence where your ring is going and you land one. Yes. The current scores are Stunzi and Schwangberry on nil, Edrilin Flores on one. Let's go back to Stunzi. Alrighty. I, uh, I blow on the ring. Mm -hmm. Gross. And that just makes it worse. I get an eight. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, you just fumble the throw and it doesn't even look like it's going to get close. That's another uh, miss. The mushrooms are kicking in. I'm starting to see a shadow. <laughs> Give me a perception check. I <laughs> <laughs> shall perception. Oof. 14. Uh, you swear you can see a shadow of an elf who wears a crescent moon mask over your right shoulder. You swear it's staring straight into your soul. Pretty used to it. I, I keep I keep a straight face. No one knows how terrified I am. <laughs> cool. Um, you look away and then go to look back, paranoid, and it's disappeared. Oof. Okay. Shwangberry, you're up. I step over Dunsey's right shoulder and I throw six. Uh, not to be outdone by Stundy's terrible throw. Uh, you barely make the distance at all and don't get anything. Uh, Edgelin, show them how it's done. Yep, let's do it. This one looks promising. Like, Edgelin has figured it out how they go, but uh, this ring flies looking like it's going to hit true, but it bops a little armorage on the nose and doesn't land. Um, current scores, Stunzi, Schwang, Barry are zero. Edgelin is on one, coming into your final ring toss. Go for it. Okay, let's do this. Oh, a seven. Um, the operator of the Almirage just comes up and consoles you, gives you a pat on the back, and, be, and he's just like, there, there, bud. There, there. Uh, sorry, man. That, that's why I just don't try to have fun. Uh, while, that's a bit uh, depressing. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, while Stunzi's being consoled, uh, I duck down and I put a ring around uh, my new little rabbit friend, and I throw him on there. What? You chuck the rabbit. I chuck the rabbit. <laughs> Uh, With the ring already around him. Give me a athletics check to see how well you throw the rabbit. They always land on their feet, right? No way that's <laughs> yeah, And I got a five. Oh. <laughs> you go to pick up the rabbit and sensing what you're about to do, it like just jumps out of your hands and like kicks off you and uh, runs back in or hops back into the bum bag with Jester. You don't even get a oh, chance no. to throw it. It kicks at you and yeah, runs back into the bum bag. That's fair. It's like out of the frying pan into the fire, going into there with Jester. <laughs> <laughs> and the uh, little operator saw what you were going to do, and he's like, no cheating here, bud. You don't get your ring toss. And he takes it off. <laughs> <laughs> he takes it off, yeah. Edrelin. Do we know what we need to do to win here? Do we need three to win or just two? You just got to just... put the hoops on the on the horn. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what you got to do. You've done it once. It's probably right, the more you get, the better the prize, okay. potentially. Yeah. We'll try again. Um, now, I've got inspiration. Can I use inspiration here? Yeah, you got the Sycamore Seeds inspiration. So that was a D4 you can add on to any any of your rolls. All right, let's see what I roll first. Oh. Ooh, 19. I don't think I need it. Yeah, uh, you definitely don't need it. Um, <laughs> in fact, you throw it so well, it lands on the Almirage that already has a ring on it. Um, <laughs> So you have two successes and one failure, and the rest of you have nothing, nothing at all. Roll me a D8, Edrelin. A four. You get a bottle of Witchlight wine, um, which uncorked plays mm-hmm. the Calopy music until the wine is empty. <laughs> okay. And roll another one because you got two successes. Ooh, okay. Five. Five. You get a replica unicorn horn filled with candy. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Schwangberry does not get one because he tried to cheat. <laughs> uh, I want uh, a candy horn. Dunsey, give me a D hun- D100. 69. 69. 
It's a silvered pine cone. Ah. Yeah. Silvered as in it's a pine cone, pine cone covered in silver. Or yeah, it's a so silver if you see any cone. werewolves, if you find any werewolves, piv that at them and they'll, they will cop it. Mm, nice. I chuck that in me sack. Yeah, you do. Um, the, uh, the joke's on you, DM. Mm. Uh, I did get something. I got regrets. <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah, lessons learned as well. That's mm. important. I'll say you guys have time for one more mini game if you guys want to play sweet i was gonna say is there one we can all play or do you want to just do separate ones whatever actually the poetry contest you might be able to play all right let's do that Um, so a different gnome uh, stand is uh in front of you and the gnome sounds out sound the chime it's time to rhyme you bring the poem and we'll bring the gnome um a participant must outperform a gnome in a best of five poetry contest I will say you guys will do it as a team. So you can all win or all lose. Doing so requires three successful charisma checks. And that is it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. We could probably do all three of us rhyming in a row. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, if that we'll... works for you. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's perfectly fine. It's you three versus a little gnome. All right. right. Everyone, uh, roll me a charisma check. This is not going to go well. <laughs> Eight. Oof, yeah. Ten. And eighteen. Ayo. Not bad because we all have minus one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you see the gnome is flowing in his rhythm, but um Schwangberry comes across and just wipes him on the floor. The other two uh, get humiliated. And that is one wing to Schwangberry, one wing one win to the gnome. Go home, uh, gnome. Go mm-hmm. home, gnome. Excellent. Roll again. Schwangberry. Eight for Wang, five for Stunzi. I'm too scared to be charismatic. (laughs) Uh, Edrilyn, you succeed this time, wiping the floor with the gnome. The gnome beats Stunzi and Schwangberry. Um, So everyone bar Stunzi is on one. (gasps) Stunzi get together. I tell the gnome that he is no more. That's that's nice. Uh, Stunzi, you need to win this one or you have no chance of winning the competition. Roll again, boys. Ooh, 15. Ooh. Ooh. Everyone's 18. a winner that time. 15, 16, and 18. You all beat the gnome. Um, he's looking a bit embarrassed and starts uh, reading up some notes on some rhyming slang. Uh, so that puts Edrelin and Schwangberry on two points, Stunzi on one. I like to think he's just reading the dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Uh, you guys... Well, Edrelin and Schwangberry need to win one more to win the prize outright. Stunzi, you need to keep winning to stay in the competition. Roll for me. Okay. Ten for Schwangberry. Ten for Stunzi. Oh, six. That's no good. Uh, whatever the gnome did reading in his uh, dictionary for dummies worked a treat. You all lost. And that makes Stunzi eliminated from the competition. And this, the sudden death uh, for Edrelin and Schwangberry. Whoever or whoever wins out of you guys in the gnome. Uh, will win. Uh, the DC is 15. Beat 15 with your Christmas check. Should All right. All right. Seven. <laughs> Solid seven. <laughs> All right. Three. Edgelin with a gentleman's three. Uh, yeah, he just throws some mum spaghetti on you and you both lose. Uh, but yeah. everyone for trying and participating gets a trinket. Is it a blue ribbon? Blue ribbons with a classic participation medal. Uh, yeah, it's a trinket though. So roll a D100. All right. Stunzi, you 40. get a thimble that helps you daydream when worn. 
Hey, that might make me feel better when the Shadow Man's around. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I got uh, a 79. Fun fact, the shadow you saw previously was feminine. Edrelin, with a 40, you got a wax candle that roars and crackles like a bonfire. Uh, we've already got that one. Roll again. <laughs> I, have two, I have two of them now. Actually, you can have two. I'll let you have two. No, it's all right. 87. 87. A paintbrush made entirely of ceramic, even the bristles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Schwangberry, you get a wooden magnifying glass missing its lens. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will head over to what see what Felix is doing. Oh, is he still alive? He, exactly. He's alive. He's probably about to die. I feel like he's getting, in, getting <laughs> he's, intel for us. Yeah, this is and all also, happening. Yeah, submitting, my, submitting my job application. Yeah, yeah good luck, man. I look at it and I don't know what to do with it, so I just fold it up and put it into a pocket because I'm like... <laughs> Chuck it in the fire. Yeah, I'll go throw it in the fire. <laughs> uh, cool. So enclosed by the Wall of Thorns is a circle of eight brightly painted wagons, one of which is a glass-enclosed water tank and the fanciest uh, cart, which is up on this little hill here, uh, you can assume belongs to the owner's witch and light. A small number of pitched tents can be found nestled among the brightly coloured caravans. A uh, grumpy-looking gnome, uh, not gnome, clown, sits up on a bench uh, watching over the area. What would you like to do, Felix? Uh, do I see anyone else apart from that clown? No, nah, you just see the clown. Is he watching me as I walk in? Um, at the moment, you your entrance was... Uh, it's covered by some other caravans. So he probably has noticed the entrance open, but he can't technically see because he doesn't have a line of sight. Cool. Um, I'd probably not... <coughs> if there was a whole bunch of people, I guess I would have wanted to try and fit in with them. Being the only one, I think it's going to draw attention. So I want to see if there's any of these caravan doors that I can possibly try to open and have a look in without drawing his attention. Cool. Uh, so you have t two close to you that you could probably sneak in front of and try and break into if or open the doors. I just, the doors. Yeah, I'd just like to check if the doors are open. Yep, so you have a red and blue caravan or, yeah, caravan in front of you that uh, you can possibly, possibly get into without the clown noticing. Yeah, I'll try the red one first. Cool. Um... You roll up to the red caravan, and what do you do? I try to open the door. Cool. Uh, just give me a stealth check. Uh, oh, plus one. <laughs> um, as you walk up to the red caravan, the uh, clown notices you, and he's like, Oi, Dave, that's not your caravan. What are you uh, trying to do? Uh, I look up, I go, Oh, I hit me head. Uh, out there, I'm just I'm really dazed and confused. Uh, where's my caravan again? I just I need to lay down. Great movie. Uh, what? Dazed and confused? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I did Tell not me. get that reference. That flew over my head. Tell you what I like about high school girls. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they, get older, they stay the same age. <laughs> that that one's on you, Brendan. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> nah, we, we can play Mac for that one. Man. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. Oh, which ones? Which ones? Which ones are mine? Oh, just I need to lay down. Really confused. And Dave, mate, uh, I don't know what you're thinking. You don't get a caravan. You just get the tent, bud. Oh, that's right. I don't know why I thought I had a caravan. I'm just gonna go lay down, and I'll yeah. head over to the tent. Uh, Dave, that that's not your tent, bud. What? 
I don't know what you're doing, mate. <laughs> Dave, come here, bud. Dave, come over here. Let, let's have a chat, buddy. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I walk over, like, and I stumble and stagger as I'm walking over, like, really dazed and confused. Oh. He's the only one in here? He is. No, I was going to cast Charm Person on it. So this is this is like the loophole. This is why I told Disguise Self. So spells like Charm Person and Friends, when you use it, Disguise Self, they don't know it's actually you. They only know it's the person who cast it. So uh, so even if it fails when the spells end, this guy's going to assume Dave cast it on him. Nice. Okay. Um... This isn't Mr. Witch, is it? Uh, no. no. You would remember Mr. Witch does not look like this. I'll see how this goes to start with. I walk up and I go, and like obviously I realise by performance I could see he's a bit, and I look at him and go, all right, you got me. I'm trying to act like it because I just, I can't be bothered working for the rest of today. Oh, I get that, Dave. I get that. I can't be bothered working either. Just sitting around here guarding witch and light all the time, eh? Yeah. What's, what's the go with them? What's happening? What do you mean? Oh, come on, don't don't play that. They've been acting strange. Uh, everyone acts a bit strange sometimes, don't they? Nah, they're not their usual self. Yeah, you might be on some, but I don't, I don't know. Oh, no, they pay the bills. I know, but so. you sit here day out, day in, day out. You're watching over and that, and you're like making sure it doesn't happen to them. Come on, I won't tell anyone. Come on, just, just go on, be honest with you. What, what's, what's the go? I'm just worried. I'm worried too. Everyone's feeling it. Like, you see how people are acting. Uh, give me a performance. Uh, not a performance, a per, uh, persuasion. 16. Uh, you see Thacko's hey, like, uh, and he's like, uh, yeah, something's a bit, something's a mess, isn't it? Look, I don't really, I don't really know much, to be honest. Uh, I know something's up, but I really think everyone should just bloody mind their own business and stay in their lanes and do their own jobs, eh? Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But uh, don't don't uh, don't let Witcher Mike catch us snooped around or, or question stuff. It, it won't yeah. look good for you, Dave. Nah, you're right. You're right. All right. I guess I guess I better go back to work. I just need to grab stuff from my tent. Mm, your tent. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Which I'm. Uh, I've assumed there's three tents here, and I've walked to two of them. Uh, you've walked to. I'll say you've walked to the big tent. So you've got a 50-50 chance of guessing which one of these two is your tent. So I turn around, I see the both the two tents, and I go, oh, God, I keep forgetting which tent it is. And I look at him, I go, it's the one on the left, isn't it? And I start walking that way. Uh, you see Thacko is just watching you walk, and then he's like, <clears throat> and goes back to smoking his little bubble pipe. Yep, so I'm going to have a look in the tent. Upon entering the small tent, uh, you notice a bunch of bedrolls and some small locked chests at the end of them. Uh, one bed in particular catches your attention towards the left-hand side. It's adorned with a treasured family portrait of Dave, a sturdy halfling sporting a proud goatee, cradling his lovely blue-eyed auburn-haired wife, who lovingly holds her unexpectedly hairy little baby. <laughs> um, are any of the chests yeah are any of the chests unlocked or anything uh no they're all they're all locked is there anything i can take from here uh it's bare bones in there how big are these chests uh they're just small they wouldn't be able to fit much yeah all right i might still i'm just i'm debating with him being the only one Mm -hmm. whether it's worth charming him sending him out 
casting disguised self to turn into him and going in to see the Mr. Witch. <laughs> this Ooh. could end up really bad. I like it. Well, you could also ask him how to behave and stuff as well if you charm him first. This whole ordeal has taken like 20 to 30 minutes, so you've probably got about half an hour before the uh, big top extravaganza if you were keen on going to that. Be a good place to run to and get lost in. I'll just... He thinks without anyone else here potentially being trapped, he'd weigh up his options and go... Uh, and he sort of like muttered to himself as he walks off and he'd be like, ah, luck's not been on my side lately. I think yeah. it's time I leave. And Felix goes, all right, all right. See you later, Thacko. Thanks for the information. I guess I better get back to work. And he just uh, grunts and nods at you. As I leave, I go, uh, can I get a possible, just remember, is it possible I can get an advance on my pay? <laughs> he just no. laughs at you. He's like, uh, Dave, I, you never been so funny, mate. Uh, you hit your head pretty hard, didn't you, bud? Yeah, get out of here, scramp. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you better, you better wa- wander off, mate. All right, all right, I'll wander, <laughs> I'll wander off. Uh, yeah, I feel like Felix also would be extra cautious because the last time he ran away from us, stuff happened. Yeah, he was lost for 40, 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> It's weighing on his head, and he hasn't been feeling lucky. And I um, and then I uh, leave. Sweet. Um, yeah. you exit out of the hedges. Yep, I I walk straight out of the hedges. Cool. Um, you walk straight out of the hedges, and um, as I'm just as I'm leaving, I probably ask Bucko. I'm like, as I'm walking, I oh, sorry, Burley, as I'm walking out, and I go, Hey, Burley. Uh, yeah. Have you been noticing anything interesting happening with Mr. Witch and Mr. Light? This is interesting. Hang on. Got him. Uh, you see, Burley removes his jack-o'-lantern helmet, uh, revealing a worried expression. Bad things have been happening in the carnival for a while. People and things have been going missing. My bosses know more than their talent, but the hands are tied somehow. You're the first person that I've met who's been able to see things as they are. Witch and Light are good guys, you know, but uh, you might need to get some leverage to get them to talk, if you know what I mean. Leverage to need them to talk, eh? Goes, things missing. Yeah. He, look, goes, look. yeah, he goes, I was just having a chat to Thacko, and he said he doesn't seem to know what's been happening or anything. But he's oh, Thacko, and he spits on the ground. That bloody clown doesn't even like kids. Doesn't he's even a, like kids. A uh, bloody excuse for a clown he is. I, I go... Tell you what, I love kids, and then I cast prestidigitation as I do it, and I make a flower appear in my hand um, and show it to him. I love entertaining the kids. That's what I come here. It's why I entertain here. Dave, I don't know what's gotten into you. You're here to clean up the poo on the snail race. (laughs) (laughs) I look at him, and I go, I know. I I start at the cleaning the poo, and I work my way up. Uh, I, I appreciate the hustle, but I appreciate the hustle. But uh, yeah, you got a long way to go before you're manning a ride or entertaining kids. I know, I know. That's what I want to do. I look at him. He goes, <laughs> so got to find leverage, hey? Yeah, look, I, I have an idea, Dave. Look, I don't, I don't know if you're going to be up to it, all right? But during the big top extravaganza, all right, it's the only time that witch and light are separated. And if you can 
sneak in and grab Witch's watch. That will give you leverage. It will give well, you leverage. So Mr. Light, so Mr. So like he's saying that Mr. Light comes to the big top and Mr. Yeah. Witch is still in the carriage. Miss, Mr. Light and Thacko will uh will go to the big top and I'll be positioned to watch over Mr. Witch. I got it. I'll try I and wink swap with I, I wink at him and go, got it. And I walk off whistling. But Dave, 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 Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dave. Yeah. I didn't tell you the whole plan. Oh, yeah, keep going, keep going. Yeah, Sorry, I got yeah. excited. Oh, you're going <laughs> to you're gonna need something like to snip the chain because his watch is attached to his waistcoat via a chain. So you're going to need, oh, I don't know, some scissors or, or a dagger or oh. something sharp. I pull out of a my pocket. Cone. I pull out a pocket. Tiny. What about a tiny pair of sharp iron scissors? Oh, that's going to be perfect, Dave. I put it back in my pocket and go wink and go. Sounds good. But Dave, don't uh, look. I like witch and light, but don't you dare try hurt him. All right, or I'll come find you, Dave. Not at all. I walk. I walk off back into the crowd as he says that to go find the others. As soon as you walk out from having a chat with Burley, you can see the other guys not far to your right at the uh, small stores playing games. I yep. assume you head over and uh, let them know what has just occurred. Uh, yep, I go over and I instantly, because it would be coming out, so I drop my disguise. As soon as I walk out, get out of eye shot of um, Burley, like I disappear around a corner, drop the disguise self spell. Mm-hmm. and come back out to the guys and go, ah, so I explain everything he said and what I'm going to do. And I look at them and go, thoughts? So what is your plan? I explain to the guys and go, well, I assume the staff area is going to be empty while the big top's going on. It's the only time Mr. Witch is going to be there. So what I'm thinking is I'm going to go in there. I'm going to disguise myself as Thacko and I'm going to go into the caravan and I'm going to hope that Mr. Witch is asleep and I'm going to cut his watch off. And I look at everyone. Yeah, I noticed when you went through the hedge last time, the hedges opened up for about eight seconds. That might be enough time for a couple of us to all of us to duck through and back you up. Or we can just go to the big top and just make a deal on some. He goes, maybe we don't need backing up. Maybe Burley's patrolling looking after it. If I tell him you guys are here to help me, that I thought I'd recruit some visitors here to help we're not going to hurt him uh which we're not we're not going to hurt him at all but we're here to steal the watch not steal the watch procure the watch i'm definitely not going to hurt him and i put my unsmashable bottle hiding behind my back (laughs) so you've explained your plan to the fellas uh it's up to you guys to criticize or just go ahead with it Um, felix goes it is a dumb plan I am not a smart person. I feel like we should at least potentially send somebody who would be good at escaping with you. Schwangberry's got an idea. Yes. What if you took the backpack, the bum bag, uh, sorry. For fuck's sake. With two people in it. <laughs> if you took the bum bag, then you've got Jester with you. Edril and hand you the bum bag, but the Almirage is in it, so you'll have to take him out first. Technically, Felix can fit in because he's less than a full medium humanoid yeah but i've got a cast disguise self so we can walk in okay i've got a plan (laughs) (laughs) excellent two two of us crawl into the bum bag (laughs) uh either edrilin uh or felix just throws it over the wall (laughs) 
<laughs> I can build your link and fly over. Felix can well, yeah, that makes sense. You would just walk over. You don't even need to throw it. Because yeah. we just get out on the other side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the two of us could be in it. Yeah. And Edrilin could so be someone flying. has to go to the big top. If I'm really Oof. honest, Schwangbury wants to go to the big top. Oh, Schwangbury wants to go to the big top. Does anyone want to come to the staff area? Stunzy? Shit. What would he want to do? Felix will do it by himself. He doesn't care. It was just brought up about the bum bag. Yeah, I think Stunzy would want to go to the big top. See the show. I'm willing to try and keep Mr. Light in the big top for as long as possible to give you as much time. Cool. What about Edrilin? Yeah. Does he want to go to the big top? Or do you want to go for a ride in a bum bag? Uh, Edrilin would go to the big top, but just whether uh, you need backup. Felix yeah. looks and goes, I mean, I've been away from you guys for 50 years. Because someone explained to me what happened with the bum bag, though. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking about it, but I'm very confused why it's come to this. <laughs> uh, uh, long story. You wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be yeah. interested. Yeah, okay. I like I'm going to open it if I go into the staff area, just so you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember our childhood friend, Jester? Yeah. He's in the back. Yeah. That, that would confuse Felix. Could be like he'd think he was in there all along, but like, yeah, I'm that's like, what's in the bag. It's in the bag. That's not all. Felix nods his head and goes, "Go to the big top. I'm going to get this watch." Cool. You take the bag with you. I grab yeah. the bag and go, "Sweet, my bag," <laughs> and I strap it on. All right. Uh, so you do not understand how the bag works. I don't understand how the bag. You just know Jester's in there. You don't even know the little almirage is in there? No, I don't know of anything. All I know is there's a bag. You've got Trang- a bag. Trangaroo puts his hand on Felix's shoulder and just says, apologize to the horny rabbit for me and walks away. Yeah, no problems. So um, like, I look at him, I go, do I open it in there or am I just keeping it on me? Open it in case of emergencies. Case of emergencies. Sounds good. And Felix nods his head and he runs off into the crowd. Are you by yourself again, Felix? I am by myself again. Yeah, run solo. The rest of us are going to the show. <laughs> we'll just let that dude deal with it. I want to be entertained. Uh, all right. Okay. All right. All right. If you were the light. Roll for Stupid is Brenna Stunzi, Dennis Felix, Lewis is Edgelin, Macker is Jester, Tim is Schwangberry, and I'm your DM Chris. Our intro song is If You Were God by Wild Meadows. If you liked what you heard, please like and follow us on social media. And a big thank you to Indie Rex and Sly Flourish for some additional content I've used throughout this campaign. And make sure you listen to the end for some extra content. Cheers. Um, hey, I am Bren playing... Stunzy. And a fun fact about Stunzy, Lewis, do you want to go first? <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's a nice fun fact. <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, take a rain check on that one. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to put myself on mute for a second. <laughs> why you're All not Stunzy, right. I guess. Um, I'll go. Uh, hi, my name's Maka, and you guys are. Ha 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 ha!
to be done. Sorry. Um, you know, he's here in spirit. 